you screaming into your car radio right now. But where is the super produced Pat's Interference intro that I know and love? Gone. That's where it is. It's gone. We're going smooth jazz. We're going full on Joanne fabrics. I feel like I'm standing in a, in a Marriott elevator. Oh, that's good. A Marriott or a Comfort Inn. Isn't this nice? I feel like I'm in just a random, like, not big town. Yeah, this is nice. It's good to be back, buddy. Good to be back. Uh, hey, the dumb sport comes back soon. It's the dumbest sport out there. Uh, college football is a comedy and should be treated as such. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's true. It is the rebrand, the P brand, if you will. Uh, huge rebranding effort brought to you by the young mind of the creative genius, Paxton Rembus. Paxton Rembus. Let's hear it for Paxton Rembus. I mean, just just really, really good stuff. Just really good stuff from him. Yep, that's right. We got a new look, new logo. We're on Twitter, at PI underscore podcast. That's the only place we're going to post from now on. Forget Facebook. Forget, we don't even have a website anymore. Get rid of that. No, yeah, we've got three ways to listen, and it's 2022. Yep. Um, it is Spotify. We're yep. on Spotify now. That's a big That's we a big announcement. We are on Spotify. Shout out Spotify for actually putting us on there. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. It's no longer iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, and technically we're on SoundCloud. And then if you're one of the 1% of people that doesn't have an iPhone or doesn't have access to Spotify, then yes, we're also on SoundCloud. We don't need to tell you about our website, and we're going to be doing that. Three ways to listen. Um, but yeah, no, we're back for the 2022-2023 season. What we're doing right now is we are rededicating ourselves to this craft. Uh, there's no apology here. We know mm. we weren't as super active the last two seasons, and that's due to some COVID, that's due to some moving, that's due to some shifting. And that's about it. That's it. That's and, it. We're back. Hey, guess what? Technically, this is the eighth year we've done this. This is the eighth year we've done that. We did one episode last year. Still not apologizing for, but don't apologize. Happy year eight. Because uh, actually, by the way, we did do two episodes. I remember this. The second episode That's got corrupted right. on the SD card. Yeah, we did one at a, at a bar. Um, so that leads us into a lot of stuff. So a lot of you probably didn't listen to last year's one episode. So no. there's a lot of life updates we have coming your way, and we'll do that in a second. But first, it's just good to be back. It is. It's it's good to be back. It's good to uh, be able to do this in person. Which yes. I guess is our first item of business. Yes. If you didn't listen to the episode last year or you don't follow us on social media, which you should, um, Patrick Brigman, now a Durham, North Carolina resident. If yep. that city sounds familiar, that's where Patrick Norwood has lived since 2018. You, Every other year we've done this podcast, I was at a minimum six hours. At least. At a maximum of nine and a half hours away. Yep. I now live 12 minutes from you. At one point, I was on... One time zone, you were on another. Yes. And then we flipped time zones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That we've did never, this is the first time we've done this podcast in the same time zone. Yep. Uh, same city. So it's good. Yeah. I moved up here um, October of 2021 mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. take a job yep. with the Durham Fire Department. Durham FD. Um, what up? Shout out. Th- and that means two things. One's great for this podcast. That means I'm no longer a sports reporter. Uh, we, if we remember when I took that job in Birmingham, we kind of stopped being an Alabama-centric podcast because it was a conflict of interest with the job I had. Now I can be as much of a bammer as I need to be again, like yes. the old days. Like the good old days. Like the old days, and my job won't say anything about it. So I'm back to being a bammer, which is fun. I'm no longer a sports reporter. I am now uh, working with the Durham Fire Department, not as a firefighter, unless you want to imagine it like that. Then I imagine it like please that. Please do, yes. I say you do children. have a uh, mosquito on your forehead, and I'm very worried about it. You got it. So we were actually doing this in my backyard, um, and uh, there's a lot of bugs out here. So if you hear us just periodically smacking uh, our skin, that's why. We're I think not, I killed it. Did you, I get it? Yeah, you did. Is it smushed on my forehead? Um, not as bad as you'd think, actually. No, it's, it's on my it's shirt. It's not terrible. No, it's, it's not terrible. Um, but yeah, the dumb sport's back. We, we've got, look, Bricks moved here. He's got a lady now. I've got, Shout out, Mary Carolyn. I've got, a, I've got a dynamite lady in my can life. Can I tell? And I'm just, I, I'm just a little smitten right now. Can I, I tell lie. you guys uh, my favorite story about when Brick told me about this girl? He said, "I'm going on a date." I said, "What's her name?" He said, "Mary Caroline." And what was the first thing I said? <laughs> he said, "That sounds like an Auburn name." That sounds. What sorority <laughs> at Auburn did she pledge? That was the first thing I said. But uh, luckily for us, she didn't. UNC Wilmington's finest. Um, it's been lovely knowing her for the past nearly year now. Yeah, we're good. Well, uh, I'd say it's seven months. January will be a year, but we've, we, um, August 6th was our official six months. We're in Punta Cana. We've got a lot of life updates. Dominican Republic. I was in Italy last we went year. went to Italy. We haven't podcasted since you were in Italy. We're going on several trips, one of them being September 3rd to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, we're going in, in two weeks from Saturday. Two we'll be in Saturday. Tuscaloosa as fans. Back home. We went to the national championship together. We won't talk too much about that, but we did that. Hey. 
fun trip. It was a really really fun, fun trip. trip. Indianapolis, heck of a time. Lucas Oil Stadium, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Quick drive that night. Not great. No, but it was fun. Um, I was in the nosebleeds with your wife. I know, and I was down with my brother. And you were down with your brother, and then we met up at halftime, and then we met after the game. Halftime, we were nervous, and after the game, it was what it was. It is what it is. It's a rebuilding it's, year. That was a 2021 That's season. a rebuilding year. It was a rebuilding year. Um, and this is, this is last year was our rebuilding year with this podcast. Now we're built. We're rearing. We're ready to go. We're excited. So we've got... Uh, We've got. We used to do this thing where we would do one episode Alabama, one episode yeah, college football as a whole. We've done no Alabama, just college football. Um, we have done everything in between. Yeah, obviously we started off as just Alabama. I think what we're doing now is this is just kind of Let's our podcast. Talk. Let's just talk. Everybody's favorite two friends in the world talking about their favorite thing in the world. Best friend in the whole world, that's for sure. In the whole world. So this- I think this is our plan moving forward. Um we're going to continue to be active during college football. And I mean that. We're going to do weekly. So if, during college football, we'll do weekly on occasion if we get a guest or if we just have something else we didn't talk about or if we just want to and we're hanging out, we'll maybe do two episodes. But the plan is to go at least weekly during college and then during the offseason. We want to start doing offseason podcasts yeah. too. Once every once every couple of weeks doing movies, books, LOL. Why did, I, even, why did I say books? I don't know why you There's said books. There's a 0% <laughs> chance we're doing a book podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk no, we're going to talk about Catcher in the Rye and we're going to talk mm-hmm. um uh, no, yeah, we're going to do movies, books, we can talk about other sports, um, you know, the Super Bowl and NBA and uh, just whatever we want. But we want to keep it alive uh, because we know that your favorite thing in the world is going to Spotify, typing in Pat's Interference uh, and clicking this particular podcast and not the other one. Not the one with a big bald guy. The big bald guy. The big bald guy a, who's not even as cute as Paxton Rembus. He's, but, he, but he's a beat reporter. No, I don't want to no, I don't need we're to sell you on his him. podcast. We're not no, plugging his he's podcast. He's Juco, dude. Other than he came up with a really good name, and it wasn't as, but we came up with it first. You want to know what? I bet he's a super nice guy. And he's done like 13 episodes, and we've done 100 something. Oh my God, we have. Yeah, if you go to if you go to SoundCloud, it tells you how many. It's like 111 or 115. It's a so, lot of episodes. I'm so sorry. I remember people. our 100th episode too. That was a fun. I one. do remember that. That was a good night. We should have done like a clip show. You yeah, know? we should have done like a, a like a like a best of bits. Yeah, that uh, would have been fun to go through. That would require editing, which we don't do on this podcast. Very little. Very little. Very little. Um, okay. Moving on. Let's let's get into the football. Let's get into the meat of it. Yes. Uh. A busy offseason. Um, let's start with Alabama. Okay. This is the busiest offseason I think we've had as Alabama fans yet. That I've had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, revamping the coaching staff, NIL fallout, Jimbo Fisher. Um, revamping the coaching staff. And five impact transfers. I mean, not revamping, but like. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. You know, we brought in a new uh, offensive line coach, a couple of different coaches. And, and And it's the first time we've kept both coordinators in almost a decade. A long time, yes. Uh, so yeah, no, is is it's been a big off season. The main storyline, Jimbo Saban. That's the that, that got in a big fight. That's right. That's a top three storyline of any team in the off season. Yes. And uh, I don't know, man. The more I go back and look at it, neither of them looked good in that. No, both of them looked very uh, bad and dumb. I'd say. But you got another skeeter on your forehead, brother. It's on. It's it's on the. Yep, you got it. I'm so sorry about this. Very sweet. You are. Uh, it's this hummingbird, um, Munich oh, Golden yeah, yeah. Lager. We're shout drinking. out, uh, shout out, Red Oak, Hummingbird, the Hellas Golden Lager. Great beer. I Check remember drinking out. this at your wedding. Yep, it was a good time. That was a great night. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, I'd say that's the biggest off-season storyline, right? Yeah, it's old news at this point to the fact that like there's not really much more to talk about it. We all know what happened. We all know, and then sort of the way it's unfolded, and then both coaches didn't quite back off what they said, but just, I guess, feeling subsided. Because we all know we're just kind of kicking the can down the road until October 8th. And then are we really kicking the can down the road? Okay, okay, so let's say let's say this. Barring a Texas A&M win, this conversation this offseason means nothing. Right. It means nothing. Yeah, if A&M beats us with that recruiting class, looking at how I can say us again, if A&M beats us with that recruiting class and and everything that happened and that'd be two in a row, then yes, then that, that would be... That would just expound on what happened. Now, if Jimbo Fisher loses that game and Nick Saban wins it, then yeah, we don't really talk about it. I mean, they will, but it, it'll die out and, and things will really subside. But Pete Golden got a DUI this offseason. Brian Harson got accused of cheating on his wife. Jury's still out. Sure. He's, I mean, and he's still at Auburn. And he's still at Auburn. Through 
And some people said it was a coup, and some people said that it really actually happened, and some of his players were very unhappy, and then some of his other players were unhappy, those players were unhappy. Um, it, let's just look, man. Here's I'm just going to start firing you questions like I do when we're just texting. Sure. Is Clemson coming back? Yes, in a big way this off se- this season. Oh, big way! I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they make the playoff. I'm. I know we're doing a, a season preview next week. We're doing a lot of Alabama um, shop talk right now. But uh, yeah, no, I will be putting Clemson in my playoff. I'll be putting Clemson, oh, if not one loss, undefeated into the playoff. Is DJ their quarterback by that time? I think he's. Yeah, I think he plays a lot better than he did last year. I think he is. I don't know if he'll at this point live up to that hype that he had coming into last year where he was second in the Heisman odds, but um, by no means is he a bad quarterback. In the same way that I don't think that Spencer Rattler's a bad quarterback, but I think DJ Uyunglele is a better quarterback, and I think he plays like it this year, and he'll, you know, I'll put him in as, as a dark horse Heisman winner. I think I put $3 on him winning the Heisman the other day. Wow. I think I've bet on two Heis- three Heisman winners. I put Bryce, DJ, and Caleb Williams. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's something else. All right, so let me let, let's let's play a little true false. I'm going to ask you two true false questions, non Alabama, and then we're going to go back to Alabama. Okay. Sure. Uh, true false. Stetson Bennett is in New York for the Heisman ceremony at the end of the season. False, but he's a better quarterback than people give him credit. Uh, I agree with that actually. I mean, he's he's got the heart for it. He's he's borderline stud quarterback. He's not all he's not world beater. The crazy part. But I mean, he the throws he made the title game. He, his receivers were actually catching those balls, and he beat Alabama. Uh, the crazy part is he's he's one and two against Alabama all the time. Yeah, that's true. Like that's wild to me. That's true. That is wild. He won. To me. He, won the, he won one that mattered, and he he was he he played really well. It's yes, no. He is not a Heisman guy. He's not going to go in the NFL and light up the NFL. But neither did Aaron Murray. Neither did a lot of these. A lot of these guys. A lot the guys that win the national championships. AJ, Jay Coker wasn't a bad quarterback. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Wasn't a bad quarterback, and AJ McCarron was a much better pro prospect than Stetson Bennett is. He's a good quarterback. He's a borderline stud quarterback. He won't be in New York though. No. Uh, USC makes a New Year's Six Bowl. True, false. Mm. I, I keep teetering on buying them and not buying them. Um, they're one of the, a couple teams that I'm having trouble with that this offseason. How are you? But like, how are you not buying them? Texas they, is another one. Oh, I'm selling. I, Texas. I just I don't know. I don't remember how they did. They won how many games did USC win last year? Six, seven. Yeah, look at. I, I, I'm not ready to take them from five, six, seven wins to New Year's six yet. At the same time, they did add one of the, See, that's the top thing. four it's, coaches in the sport and one of the best quarterbacks in the and country and one of the best quarterbacks and the best wide receiver in the country. Which is why I'm leaning toward yes with them. Now that I don't know what they did defensively, I know that that has been Lincoln Riley's sort of Achilles heel, and I don't know that their defense has improved enough for me to buy that yet. You can have all the offense in the world, but you got and they're going to a conference that I don't know if it's overall better than the Big Twelve, but they have more to deal with. What's the stank face for? USC went four and eight last season, lost their last four games. Exactly, <laughs> and that that's sort of what I'm saying. I don't know if they've gone from that awful team we saw last year to oh, New Year's Six. I forgot they lost to UCLA sixty-two to thirty-three. I think that was like I, that was like either their worst loss or the worst loss in the rivalry, but I don't know, man. It's just the the transfer portal has changed. So they're not better than Utah. Think of think of how much the sport has changed since we've started doing this podcast in 2015. Yeah, it's been immense. Like, That's this this year's transfer cycle has blown up, right? And I I think that that changes the game completely. I think this year's transfer cycle is what takes me from. Last year, I was like coming into the season for Alabama. I was, I, I, we all, we were, we were saying it was a rebuilding year. We knew they'd be good. We knew they'd be top ten. We definitely knew they'd be top ten and probably top five, and uh, you know, make the playoff and blah 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 blah. We knew they'd be good. We knew that it was a down step, obviously, from what they were in 2020 when they went undefeated. This year, I'm, I feel better going into this year with this year's Alabama team than I did the 2020 team that won it all because of the way the. Co- I would have felt weird about this season had Nick Saban not gone in and gotten legitimately five starters. Yes, from the transfer portal, five, five starters, day one starters, day by the one way. starters. Burton, Ricks, I'm having trouble. Uh, Gibbs, Gibbs um, uh, Steen on the offensive line, uh, Harrell. If you want to go with him, but I'm forgetting a, I'm forgetting a big one right now too. But that's that's five right there that will start. Yes. On, and it, 
All right. That's that's something that title teams do. Anyway, yes, it's it's a very weird. Moving back to Alabama. Uh huh. True, false. Will Anderson and Bryce Young are in New York for the Heisman ceremony. Nah, I mean I won't buy a defensive player going. It's just it, it's such an anomaly. I can't bank on it. I will say false. What are you talking about? Aiden Hutchinson went last year. Exactly. You yeah, know I mean, the same Aiden Hutchinson that had less tackles for loss and less sacks than Will Anderson. Do you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. No, surely you don't remember him because otherwise you wouldn't have just said what you said. The best defensive player in college football last year was Aiden Hutchinson, who clearly went to a national title game with that team, right? Who clearly was the leader of that defense last year, right? It's the voter fatigue. It's the fact that they that three guys finished in the top five the year before and everybody knew Bryce Young was going to win it. And they wanted Michigan fans to tune in. If Will Anderson wins the Heisman this year... Jameer Gibbs won the Heisman. Whatever. That will be uh, how many different Bama guys in the last three years at different positions? Maybe that'll be three. That'll be Smitty, wide receiver, Bryce Young, quarterback, and then a running back or a wide receiver. Yeah. Or a, uh, But if somebody wins the Heisman at Alabama, it's, it's Bryce Young. I think, it's going to be Bryce Young. Here's a hot take. I think Will Anderson is has a better shot this year to make it to New York than Bryce Young because people feel like they snubbed him, and they are waiting for Bryce Young to show – to show a fault. They are waiting for a reason to dislike Bryce Young, just like they did with Tua, and just like they did with Jalen Hurts. I understand that, but I don't see a flaw enough in Bryce Young's game that will keep him out of New York, unless we just drop three games. I don't see that happening. I've been very adamant about that. Um, And if we drop three games, then Will Anderson won't sniff New York, Mm. no matter how well he plays. Mm. I mean, there's a re- there's th- there's three guys. If you look at the Heisman odds, there's three guys that have decent odds, and then the next one's Will Anderson, like what minus twelve hundred. Yeah, uh, it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and plus, Caleb Williams. Plus twelve hundred. Yeah, plus twelve hundred. That's what I meant. Um, but I won't go so far as to say that Will Anderson has a better shot at going to New York. I mean, college football has sort of silently been waiting for the guy that could win it twice. I don't know that they wanted to be an Alabama guy, but they have sort we all, we all have been silently waiting for another Archie Griffin. Would you rather do you think the college football world would rather have a defensive player win it or a back-to-back? Cuz I think it's a defensive player. Yes, it's a defensive player, but none that's, of these being from Al- none of these being Alabama players. That's so much more of a redeeming storyline for the Heisman that people have had so many issues with in the years past. I mean, you remember Mark Ingram winning it over Toby Gerhardt. People were up in arms. Derrick Henry wins it over Christian McCaffrey, and it was, oh my gosh, how in the world did he ever beat Christian McCaffrey? He was a, a better all-around player. Uh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. I think... And now he's a frail, fragile little boy in the NFL. I think Will Anderson's biggest competition to winning a Heisman is Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's biggest competition to winning a Heisman is the fact that nobody wants three Bama players to win it in a row. Yeah. I mean, you you look at Oklahoma, they won two in a row at quarterback, and, and Jalen Hurts the next season is already fighting immense odds because of that, because nobody wanted to do three quarterbacks because storylines start to form, and it's just a Lincoln-Riley thing. Bryce Young's going to have it worse. I, I don't think Will Anderson can win the Heisman this year as much as I'd like him to. Uh, I do think he will come incredibly close, and I do think he'll win the Maxwell. This is barring both of them stay healthy, which Will Anderson's had a shoulder that's given him some trouble for since he's been at Alabama, right? Right. Um, and so it's just that, that's something to keep in mind. Also, quite frankly, in my mind, Heisman winners, and this isn't me saying that he shouldn't. I'm saying that when people get to the voting, Heisman winners generally score touchdowns. So I think the path for a defensive player is to be a, a, a defensive back. Somebody that can score a lot of touchdowns, and you know, sacks are great numbers. What what happened? Aiden helped Aiden Hutchinson more last year, and the reason he really got there was what he did against Ohio State, and what we had in that memory where he had what three sacks, four sacks. However, he played really well in that game where all eyes were on him. Now, if Will Anderson scores five defensive touchdowns this year, forget about it. He's going to win the Heisman, but. That's just not going to happen. It's just it's, it's, just it's all about happen. highlights. It's I th- all about. I think he'll be invited. I don't think he'll win it, but I do think if I had to pick between he or Bryce getting invited. I'll take him. Okay. Because I, I think people want to see that defensive player get invited and have a chance to win it more than they want to see, oh, great, an, another good thing happening for Alabama. I would bet a lot of money that Bryce is there. I'm not messing around anymore. You just turned on the the umbrella, umbrella yeah, lights. The outdoor patio clearly, umbrella has lights underneath. If it, we're going to paint a picture on. for you, the sun's starting to go down. I'm getting bit by mosquitoes, and we just turned the umbrella yeah, lights on. You're getting chewed up by mosquitoes, too, aren't and you? I'm never the guy that gets bit by I mosquitoes. Know, I hate it. I, 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 would have, I would have never suggested this. But you're wearing long pants. You've got shoes and long socks on. I I'll be good. I've got to watch my forehead now. 
there was none on it. I don't know. I just want to lose some brain cells real quick. Messing with you and looking up at it. <laughs> uh, okay, the, the next question I was going to ask you now that we got through the Heisman. True or false? And I want you to answer honestly. Absolutely. Nothing but. Alabama goes undefeated this season. True. No. I I just, it's so hard. I'm always with you there. And I know that it's homerism and I'm doing it and, and people will roll their eyes and that's fine. Um, because, yes, technically if I had to bet on it and I have to go Alabama beating everybody or the field winning once, then yes. But the reason I say true is because, again, out of all the years going back to 2018 when we had Tua and the three receivers coming back, four receivers coming back, and Najee Harris and that that crew that, that went to the natty was undefeated and then got blasted by Schlacked. Clemson. But they never came close to losing that season until Georgia. I mean, not Georgia, Clemson, right? Since that season, this is the one that I would say goes undefeated because I'm so high on this team. The wide receivers being the biggest question mark, everything else. And like I say, it's just it's such a game changer to have five of your question marks erased via the transfer portal with guys that have game experience. That's the, that's the big here's, thing for here's me. Here's my thing with that. Every they're, they're, And I know this sounds dumb. Wait for me to finish. Alabama is the just exact antithesis of Auburn. Every year that we are like Auburn's going to be really bad this year, what happens? They they pop up. They some, win. They eight, win ten games. nine games, and they upset either us, LSU, or Georgia for no reason, or all of them, or all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and every single time Alabama is supposed to be world beaters, this team can. There is no way this team is going to lose. We said it in eighteen; they got killed in the national title game. We said it in twenty ten when they had Julio and Trent. And Mark Ingram, the returning Heisman winner, and Greg McElroy, who distributed the ball to all of those dudes. Right. And a great offensive line coming back. And a great defensive line. You had Marcel Darius coming back. You had Drake Kirkpatrick coming back. How could this team ever lose? And then they dropped three games. I will say, I don't know that this year is un- Alabama's going to come in number one. I don't know that they're this unanimous world beater. I think that a lot of people are like, oh, Ohio State could be better. Georgia could be better. Clemson could be better. Um, Clemson can be better than this team. But I, I have zero faith in Clemson even being in the same tier as Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State this year. Hmm. And I'll explain that next week on our season yeah. review. Oh, yeah, I'd be interested. I'm interested to hear that. Um, no, but I don't know that we're quite like Tebow, Percy Harvin coming back, 2010 Bama coming back, or that year. That remember that random year of Oklahoma and they had like Landry Jones and or, Ryan Broyles. Uh, what about what about 04 USC or 05 USC? Right. I don't know that they're in Liner that. And Bo- all tier. those guys are coming back. Yeah. Um, but. No, I mean, I just, if I have to pick a, I think, I think the trickiest games on the schedule might be that Arkansas game that'll pop up. Um, the Ten- Iron Bowl's at home. Tennessee, I'm not super dude. scared of that. A lot of people are high on Tennessee. I haven't gotten there with Tennessee yet. Um, Ten- I know Hooker threw three interceptions last year, which is impressive, but I don't know. He threw three interceptions what? Total. Yes, and how many of them were to Alabama? Or the, okay, two of them, two of them were to Alabama, if my memory serves me correctly. I know he at least had one, but I'm pretty sure he had two. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. He got injured that game, and they brought in another quarterback, didn't they? I, I think that's what, I, I have trouble remembering that game. It wasn't fun. Last year's regular season was such a blur, because, again, I was moving and getting settled moving. in. and. Uh, and then the first game we watched together after you moved here was Texas. And I covered. I still. I was still. I was in Birmingham for the first month of the season, so I still actually went to the Auburn Penn State game, and I shot Alabama beating. Uh, who was our second game? We played Mercer. I was Mercer. Miami and Mercer. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last Alabama game I attended as a sports reporter. And now you get to attend. Jace McClellan scored weeks. two touchdowns. Um, Who's Alabama's backup running back? Jace McClellan. You think? Yeah, I do. I didn't think he was going to be... I, I think had he stayed healthy, he would have lost the job last year to Roy Dell Williams. I think if he'd stayed healthy last year, he would have supplanted Brian Robinson as the starter. Wow. Yeah, he was playing really well, and he was catching the ball in the backfield. And like I do think that Alabama's offense had a noticeable difference when he went down. And it's just that... Uh, listen, Brian Robinson was good. He came in and he played up to his billing. You and I have always believed. We've in always been a huge We've Ryan always Robinson believed believers. in Brian Robinson. Never once have we ever said not even, anything not even like, for a second. I wish he would transfer, or God, why is he so slow? Nothing right. like that. We always believed in him. Always he was, he was, he was, he was one of the Alabama bridge running backs. He was a TJ Yeldon. He was, he was, um, <laughs> he was a, um, not quite a Damian Harris, but you know what I mean when I say Damian Harris, right? In between world beaters, in between Najee Harris's and 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 Derrick Henry's. Damian Harris had. 
three straight games of 60-plus yard touchdowns. No, Damian Harris was definitely... I'm not saying he was good. I read that stat That sounded day, as an, an insult to him. No, but... no, 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 no. This is completely off topic. I read that stat the other day, and I was like, no, he didn't. And then went and watched. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about a, like all SEC yeah, type. No, no, no. And I, and Damon Harris it. had to share backfield with Josh Jacobs, who was a little bit better, but um, it was a lot better. And I think had Josh Jacobs started that season, Alabama would have been better off. But to to come to circle back, when he went down and we lost that passing element, there was a little bit of a difference in our offense. I think that, and that's one of the reasons I'm so high on this year too, is with Gibbs coming in and McClellan being healthy. That's two back to back quarterbacks that when Bryce Young needs to check it down to somebody, he can confidently. And not even more so confidently with Yebs because he's potentially the best back, pass catching back in college football. Mm. There's a lot of dudes like him, but he's he might be the best one. He's in a group of probably three or four that are the best in I the country. The ironic part is I think it's uh, him, B. John Robinson, who Alabama will play, and then I love me some Deuce Vaughn at Kansas State. Let me tell you, I love Deuce Vaughn. I was I was actually going to say McIntosh at Georgia. Oh, who is, is that? Is that their running back this year? I I don't know if he'll start, but he'll definitely play. And I know he had multiple big runs after a catch last year. Yeah, Last he did. year's season for Georgia. I, you know, excuse me. I think, uh, I, I don't know. The more I look at the running back depth chart, and I just don't know if it, it's the fact that we didn't see very much from McClellan last year. I mean, the games we saw, he was fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be thrilled to death if he comes back and he's that exact way. There was so much more excitement when Roy Dell Williams got the ball. I called him Mad Max last year. He too. has a different running style, and, and Jace McClellan is more of a glider. It reminds me more of Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. whereas Jace McClellan reminds me more of a TJ Elton, like you said. Yeah. And one of those guys got me very excited when he played, and the other one was TJ Elton. You're forgetting about uh, Jason McClellan's 80-yard touchdown uh, in 2020. That was awesome, probably. Um, but uh, the and the, yeah, the, I mean, I guess you could if it would if Jameer Gibbs hadn't come to Alabama, running back would be a big question mark because our number two, three, and four running backs are all going to be coming off injuries. Mm-hmm. Tra- uh, we still really haven't seen Trey Sanders at 100 um, percent since his freshman year. Um, he injured his foot, and then he, he missed the season, and then, of course, he got in the car wreck. And then you're coming, you know, Roy Dell and McClellan are both coming off of season-ending ACL injuries, which, you know, and then after that, it's Emmanuel Henderson, who was also the number one running back in last year's recruiting class, but he won't play much this year. Unless he's just that good. I, I don't think Bama goes undefeated this year. To go back to where we started this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I, I told you there's two games that I think it's going to happen. Not I think they're losing both. I think they're losing one of them, and then I think there's a very good chance they win the national title if they lose a game this year. Because I think that's what played the 18 team. Mm-hmm. They came out, everybody said, well, they, they haven't lost. They haven't even come close to losing this season. And then 18, what happened? I mean, they lost a to another bit. team. They lost to another team that was a world beater that hadn't yes. lost that season. But a little bit of adversity hit, and... We were all over the place. Mm-hmm. You couldn't throw the ball, couldn't catch the ball, couldn't hold on to the ball cleanly. It was just bad. We ran a fake field goal where our kicker, our up back, was a lead blocker for our kicker in that game. That happened in San Francisco. It did. Uh, and I, 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 and think, I think if they played again a week later, it wouldn't have looked like that. No, I, I think it was a bad day. I, I agree with you, yeah. but even though it's a bad day, you still lost the national title. Mm-hmm. I think this past season... Uh, Alabama had a bad game against Georgia. What were there, five, six drop passes in that game? Yes. they. I don't know that they played. I mean, they did because they didn't win. But with the circumstances they had with, with the injuries with the two receivers and everything, I think the defense played really well. They got sure. beat on that long one long throw. And, I mean, Brock Bauer scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown against everybody last year. The defense played enough of a game to win. And the offense had trouble adjusting to the fact that they didn't have Jamison Williams. Yes. I, I don't think they came out and crapped the the full-on bet. I, Georgia was a better team but than they, Alabama last they year, and a, they lost to them. They played a C-minus game last year that, in the national title. Right. Georgia came in, and they, they did what they should have done a month earlier. And So my thing is with this season, this team, I don't, I don't want them to lose a game. Mm-hmm. I think it will benefit them so greatly if they lose a close game 
especially the road schedule this year is rough. Yeah. Especially on the road. If you can lose a close game early enough and close enough to the point where uh, it's like A&M. Yeah. A&M's the only game that I look at and I really go, okay, well, crap, they could lose that. I mean, and I know you can can trip up against anybody. No. No, they're not losing A&M this year. Okay, but if we're going to go, they're losing to somebody and then we're going to go, but they're not losing to the team, the highest ranked team they're going to play. Brick, what does Saban do with bulletin board material? I don't need to go over this with you. Fair enough. Okay, my point is I can't sit here and go, I think Alabama is going to win the title, but I think they're going to lose to Arkansas. I can say that. I, I, and I think that's one of the teams they can lose to this year. They can lose to any of them except Austin P. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing the soothing sounds of Mr. Cicada, you're correct. Welcome to North Carolina. You know what? Let's just take two seconds of silence and just give this guy his moment. He's agreeing with me. Anyway, I, I think Bama has an opportunity to lose either to Arkansas this year or, and this is going to kill me to my soul, and I will need to take three days bereavement from work. Just don't say it. Two weeks later to Tennessee and Knoxville. Yes. I I, I, I think people think Tennessee's up. Obviously, Arkansas is a lot better. but I, For me, it's a lot less about Tennessee, and it's a lot more about what Alabama's gone through to that point in the season. Mm-hmm. They have not had a bye week like Tennessee has. They have not. Now, granted, Tennessee plays LSU the week before this. But we don't know how good LSU is going to be. They had a quarterback just straight up quit the other day because he didn't win the starting job, which, soft, by the way. We mm-hmm. need to talk about that. That's soft. Uh, unless it comes out that Brian Kelly told him, like, hey, the starting job's yours, and then just pulled the rug out from under him, that's soft. But the emotional hangover of the Texas A&M game, because there will be some. Sure. If we've learned anything the last three or four years about Alabama players, they will ride or die for Saban to the grave. Even when he's wrong, even when he says something stupid, they will go to bat for him every single time. And I think the emotional hangover from the NNM game, plus the fact that Tennessee has a pretty decent chance to be undefeated coming into that game, so they will be very rowdy. That will more than likely be an, a, a CBS 330 kick, right? Mm-hmm. We hope. I hope it's not at night. Unless they flex that as their one night spot this year, which I think is a I think very high possibility. Re- uh, I think they're reserving it for A&M Alabama. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, but you look at all of those factors, and I, I just that just that's an Ole Miss twenty fourteen loss. That is a Texas A and M last year. That is a uh, oh my gosh twenty ten South Carolina, a team that just had no breaks, thought they were on top of the world. Sure, coming off a little bit of an emotional hangover against A and M, and then you've got an undefeated Tennessee right around the corner. I can't decide if it's better or worse if Tennessee's undefeated. Because if it's better, maybe the team won't overlook them as much as they could. If Tennessee's undefeated going into that game, they're a top-four team in the country, and I'm, yes. not, I'm not going there. My, I think my main point is that... Tennessee's I, outside the top 25 right now, I can't, I can't come in here and say, I think this is the best preseason Alabama team since Tua, and then go, but I think they're going to drop a game. That I just I okay, can't I and, can't predict a one loss. What happened in the Tua era? Right. Why do you keep saying like that? Like they just went out and I, won a bunch of championships. I won't predict that. No, I'm saying is I think this is the best at preseason Alabama, and then but I just won't. As I sit here right now, I think they will win every game. On, I, they'll be favored in every game on their schedule. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go chalk on every game. They're already double digit favorites in every game we're playing this season. That's what I'm. Which saying. Which also makes me nervous. That's what I'm saying. So I'll go chalk. If I have to go chalk, if there's one team this year that's going to go undefeated, it's Alabama or Ohio State. I'll I'll I'll, pick, I'll take both of them going undefeated at the playoff. I have no problem with that. I would I would probably take Ohio State to this point. But if you ask me to put Alabama. money on it, then yes, money dictates odds dictate yes they'll probably drop a game. But I'm going to go chalk in all their games. And that's fine. Here's here's what I could realistically stamping it. I'm just saying. I'll, here's I'll what I realistically see happening. And I want to be wrong. I want to be with you on the they're going undefeated. They're winning the national title, and this will be Saban's, if not greatest. One of the three greatest teams he ever puts on the field. Okay, uh, I, I want to be there with you. If there are no injuries, if Bryce Young doesn't take a step back from last year, which I don't think he will, no reason to think he will. Yeah, if all of that happens, I you're right. I don't see a way Alabama really necessarily drops one, but I think if they do, there is a very good chance they set the world on fire every game after that. Yeah, furthermore, I see zero doubt in my mind that they're playing in December uh, in, in Atlanta f- for the right to go to the playoff. 
Yes. I mean, I would I would put that at a ninety something percent chance. Yes, I agree with you. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them with two losses unless you know, barring a Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, yeah. Will Anderson type injury. I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, Dallas Turner, I think, is the linchpin on that defense right now. I said this to you the other day. I think that any quarterback on our roster would get us to December. Let me let me go ahead. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Let me go ahead and uh, give you my. I, I want one hot. We're at thirty five minutes. I want to try and keep these around forty. Sure, forty forty five. I'm going to give you my one Alabama football hot take right now, and then I want you to give me one. And you can take your time. You can think about it. Dallas Turner gets more sacks this year than Will Anderson. That's my hot take. That's fair. He'll be doubled, and you can't double both of them. And I think not only that, I think Will Anderson's going to have a ton of sacks this year. I think Dallas Turner is going to get even more just because people say, oh, well, yep, he's over there, and I guess that's what we got to do. You know, is just kind of leave him out there. And actually, I don't even know why I said Dallas Turner's the linchpin. It's Ricks. That defensive backfield has to step up. Last year's effort cannot do it. Malachi Moore has got to figure it out. We've got one of the best defensive backfields in the country. On paper, sure. Yeah. And we said that last year. They weren't bad last year. They weren't great. They were no no part of our Alabama team except the offensive line was flat out bad. And the offensive line had some good games, but they were pretty bad. They were bad. They were bad. But again, that's that. Yeah, and you're talking about a, a defensive backfield. Yes, they got beat in the national championship. They started two true freshmen in that game. Yep. I'm sorry. I will never fault a true freshman for struggling. It more a defensive back than any other position in football or rookie. If we're talking NFL, especially a Jai Hall. <laughs> right, <laughs> but. No, by that, way, that is that is way, that is the position that I give the most amount of lenience to early in a career is defensive back. It's the there. hardest position uh, on the Drake field. Drake Kirkpatrick besides was quarterback, not great his freshman year. No, was neither was and then D. Milliner. And then his sophomore year, he lit the world on fire. Neither was D. Milliner. The only real, like, real one I can think that came in and was good every single snap he played out it was Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. Everybody yep. else went through growing. Eddie Jackson was awful, and I know he moved to safety, but Eddie Jackson was flat out awful uh, at corner as a freshman yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Uh, by the way, we both don't like Ajayi Hall for the mm-hmm. way he left Alabama. If you don't know who that is, he is a wide receiver, dropped a touchdown pass and another pass in the national title game that probably would have led to a touchdown, uh, and then immediately uh, transferred away from the program after that game, went to Texas, talked a bunch of smack about Saban and Alabama and our fan base and everything, which our fan base, eh. He kind of didn't really not have a point. But I think he probably shouldn't have said it because of uh, the way that he left. Anyway, uh, he got arrested last week and got suspended indefinitely for the team for some BS. I mean, he was trying to take the boot off of his car. He took the boot off of a car and they arrested him, dude. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's so stupid. That's so stupid. Every redneck on campus has at least tried to take some sort of crowbar, saw, whatever, to a boot. Like, stop. Stop. Don't make this so, oh, he's a delinquent. Well, he got arrested. Yeah, he tried to take the boot off And that's car. not even why he was suspended indefinitely. He was suspended indefinitely because of other also, he's been yeah, well, apparently missing stuff and being late sure, to, to practice. Sure, and but stuff the like fact that. that that was the tipping point, come on, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm also pretty lenient on young college football players being 18 year olds because i remember what i was at 18 he was a little too wordy on twitter and, and mouthed off and needed to just kind of let things sit there and he struggled in the title game and i get that but i mean he's a man and i'm not gonna go and flame him on twitter like a lot of the fan base did he's he's another person i'm just you know i don't care if he dropped a, a pass in the super bowl show him hu- basic human decency but yeah, I mean, he has a lot of growing up to do. You don't make it to the league acting the way he's been acting, and he's the player that has the talent to make it to the league. And so ran, like, out of, ran out of chances. Actually, he didn't even really run out of chances, Al. I mean, he left on his own. He he's running on, out of chances yeah. to Texas. So, again, sorry to go back. I just I thought of it, and I had to say yeah. it, and that's that's the way that uh, that's the way this podcast is going to be. But I think, uh, I think Dallas Turner gets more sacks this year than Will Anderson because I think Will Anderson has become such a storyline now that he will not be able to move. The way he will make plays is in the run game. Um, I'm going to... It's not a hot take, but it's a thing that's been on my heart the last three or four days, is that Henry Toto deserves a lot more praise and a lot more mm. kudos than 
He gets he's been a, he's been a, he was led the team and t- had 113 tackles last year. Um, and he had some great solo tackles. Had a lot of great solo. He's a really good player. He's he's not C.J. Mosley yet. He actually could be up. He could he he could vault himself into into the upper echelon. Not I'm not saying he, but he could put himself in Reggie Ragland territory. No question. He can put himself in that. Tor- he won't. You know. I I'd go like Rashawn Evans maybe. Rashawn Evans, yeah, but Rashawn Evans is a good. Really, I think he already is a sort of little, in that league. Little Anthony Jennings he's, action. He's a top fifty to seventy five player in college football. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I put him in the Anthony Jennings trade to Priest category. Ooh, that's no, trade to Priest say, is too low. Trade to Priest, priest yeah. is too low. Yeah, I think it's one hundred thirteen tackles, nothing to shake a stick at. He's good. He played well. He had mistakes. Everybody on that defense had mistakes aside sure. from Will Anderson. I, I think it helps getting Golding back again this year. Yeah. And the the encouraging thing is I don't see Golding leaving next year. I don't see the season ending and Golding leaving. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what, what Golding's trajectory looks. He does not have the respect of other defensive coordinators, Pruitt and, and Smart that came in and left. Uh you know, Smart there was there for a long time too. He's not to that level. I don't think big power five teams are looking to poach him. I also don't think they're necessarily grooming him to take over for Saban. No. He might believe that. And and if Saban stays for another five years, then yeah, in five years he could be in that level where he's ready to be a full-on power five coach at a high level. But his his career projector is pretty interesting to me right now. He's just sort of, he's good. He's a really good rookie. He's killed it recruiting-wise, obviously, this summer. Um, he and, and Roach, who was getting a lot of heat earlier mm. this year. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. I think overall it's been good to have him keep coming back. Yeah. People are hard on him, and he got a DUI, so people should be hard on him, even after, especially after that. But He's on thin ice. Uh, you and I only slightly disagree with Bill O'Brien. I don't think he's the best we've ever had, but you hate, you can't stand him, and I think he was— I, I highly dislike him. I think he was decently admirable last year. I completely— And I'm very not, excited to see what I he does with the pieces this year. I disagree more. Yeah. In the red zone, he was dismal. In uh, third and short and fourth and short situations, he was uh, flout out abhorrent. We didn't have the line to complete. That's my big thing is we didn't have the line to do any of that. I don't care. At some point, it's the play calling. If if we're running a two-yard out route on fourth and three, Ooh. when we have Brian Robinson, that's not the O-line's fault. We also ran a two-yard out route on... Uh, with with the playoff with the playoffs and everything on the line against Auburn and it worked. Those are, it's way different, you know. What I'm saying is that's, that's a two point conversion with no stakes. He was he, especially at the end of last year. Mechie went down and, and and what he did what we did against Georgia and, and Georgia's and, and even this somewhat success we had in the first half offensively against Georgia until Will uh, Jamison went down. I don't think he was a downright. He wasn't Steve Sarkeesian. I think Steve Sarkeesian and he's that, not close to that. Sark. That team that we had spoiled us for sure. And and to come back to what we had last year and the way the offense, we could not we could not reliably run the ball against any team except Ole Miss. I don't know how we popped off for two hundred yards against Ole Miss, but we did. And that, I mean that was it. We we had we had to do everything through Bryce Young. I would I would love very much this year for uh. For uh, Joe Brady, you know Baker Mayfield comes out for the Panthers and just gets absolutely walloped. Panthers, decided. Panthers have like four wins. I haven't decided if I want Joe Brady. And then Joe Brady needs a job. Bill O'Brien's gone to take the I don't care USF, Virginia, whatever. You insert some random school here. It won't Why, be Virginia, Tony Elliott hired after one year, fired after one year. Whoever. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Just get him out, dude. Just I, I just can't stand him. And I I said the same. I think he'll surprise you this year. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And I look back now on what I said about Kiffin on this podcast. You can go back and listen. Yeah. I didn't like Kiffin. No, you didn't. And I still, eh. I love Kiffin. I go back and I watch replays and I still get mad. Why are we running a jet sweep on second and seven? I think any team in the country you can do that. We would get, I could, I can, if I went through my text, I would find moments where you were mad at Sarkeesian. With zero uh, doubt in my mind. Yes, I know. I'm remembering text. I just don't remember what games or what situations. I, I know what game it was. Do you want to know what game it was? <laughs> uh, he threw a true freshman in and said, hey, go be John Elway. National title 2016. No, Kevin, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about... That's Sar- the text But I'm talking about Sarkeesian about. in his heyday. I'm talking no. about Sarkeesian. Yes, I am. No. I promise you I am. No. promise you I am. No. You're always mad at offensive... If there's anything that I know about you, you're always mad I at offensive offense, coordinators. Because <laughs> I just hate offense. You're always mad at them. It's it's just I don't know maybe maybe I'm just dumb. 
Actually, no, I'm not going to disparage myself like that. No, I've been watching college football a long time. When something's working, keep going with it till it quits working, and Bill O'Brien continues to trip over his own dick and not do that. Well, nothing ever worked on any short yardage situation for us last year. Anytime we ever tried to run a short yardage situation last year, it never worked. Yeah, and it's almost like the guy who's in charge of that should be fired because of it. He was. His name was Doug Marone, (laughs) and he's gone. I promise. That's why. Oh, God. You're Only- absolutely right. He was in charge of the offensive line, and we could not re- go back and watch our fourth and one with a minute and a half left on the clock oh, against no, Auburn. Yeah. We handed it to Trey Sanders, and he was hit three yards in the backfield. Yep. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a huge point of contention. Probably what we should end on. It's the O line for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there's one Achilles heel, if there's one part that I'm worried about against Tennessee, it is how does the O line play mm-hmm. when it's their uh, first. Arkansas is going to be pretty tough, but Arkansas also has to play like Texas A and M and Dallas. They've got they've got all these games before they play Alabama. Tennessee has LSU, and that's kind of yeah it, right. So, how does that Alabama offensive line stack up against a Tennessee, an Arkansas, an LSU? Which, by the way, the way you feel about Clemson, that people are sleeping on Clemson, I don't think LSU is making anywhere near the SEC title game. I think people are horribly undervaluing. LSU, and it scares the pieces out of me. The, getting Boutte back was huge for them. I was really upset that we didn't. That I, there were rumors that he was going to come to Alabama, yes, and that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. Uh, but Jaden Daniels forks up, by the way. Forks up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Daniels transferring to LSU. He's nothing, nothing to mess with. If you know the name and you can't remember why you know the name right now, it's because ASU beat Oregon in that game in 20... Was that 2020? That was his true freshman year. It was 2019 or 20. It was, um, it was 2019. It was 19. It was 19. It was 2019. Jaden Daniels screaming down the field. Yeah, but that's that's years the ago. The best and only good moment he's really had in college. He is he is uh, absolutely he absolutely that. regressed the two years since then. Uh, I would agree with that. No doubt. I don't think. But that, a new coaching staff, Brian Kelly, not Herm Edwards, could really get some good out of him. And, yes, and and actual weapons. You want to talk about a, a bad O line, by the way? Right. Oh my gosh. Forks up anyway. Oh, but no, so we're talking about the Alabama offensive line. Yes, yes, yes. yes, So here's the way I feel about it. Obviously, Alabama lost Evan Neal. But the thing about Evan Neal last year was because of how bad the offensive line was, his strengths were negated. Because what they always say about the offensive line is you're really only as good as your worst player on the line, the weakest link. Sure. So, yes, I know they lost a top five pick, and that sucks. But you don't get to have a top five pick on the line if your right tackle is a turnstile. And that's what it was. You know, you can have all the. If you don't have five Evan Neals, then you're not going to have an Evan Neal. That's not really what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so even if the base level of the line is better, which I think it will be, e- either coaching or just the young guys being better, uh, getting Steen from Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt doesn't really, but he was he was good on their line, and he has three years of SEC experience, and he gets to sure. come in, he gets to start day one, where they put him at right tackle, left tackle remains to be seen. So. The line will be better in my mind because the coaching was so atrocious. I have seen rumors, and I love to talk rumors, and a lot of people say I love actually talking rumors, so I won't, I won't pretend like I don't, was that Doug Marone became disinterested last year and, and, and kind of had a foot out of the door halfway anyway. He, wasn't, he just didn't like the, whatever. He just wasn't as involved as Saban needed him he to wasn't be. The he, was, he, he, was, to he was gone quickly. He, yeah. was very, he was gone very quickly after yeah. the season. They brought in somebody else, and, and from everything I've seen, the offensive line has been much better. So that alone gives everybody more to work with yeah again my big worry is how does that offensive line perform not on a saturday against texas a&m who's going to be very good uh i don't see them getting over nine wins but i think they're going to be good i mean the bad offensive line still performed against georgia yes and made it to the title so a and Georgia's worse this year. My big concern is you. it used to be when you would get a five-star offensive lineman, you knew the product you were getting. You were getting an Andre Smith. You were getting an Evan Neal. You were getting one of those guys. Mm-hmm. The Brockmeyer brothers have been uh, they have that, they have not, borderline radio silent since they've gotten to campus. They were true freshmen me. last year. Uh, sure. And what are they doing now? Because they're not starting. They're probably, I mean, no, there's still upperclassmen ahead of them. J.C. Latham was the best lineman. He was a top five player. He was better than the Brockmeyer brothers. Uh, he's should start. He should. He's either going to be left tackle or right tackle. Stain will be the other one. Um, and I don't know. I mean, hopefully the Brocker Myers brothers come in and take over. They might not. I don't know. Maybe they're soft. I have no idea. 
It, it just concerns me we've heard so, so little about them for how highly touted they were coming into college. Yeah. And how excited we were. Uh, the Brockmeyer brothers. Echior's good. Echior's good. Echior's going to be a great he's, player. He's a good player. He's going to be a great player. Uh, I, that's, it's the unit that worries everybody, right? It's, it is. It's the and unit, I said that. I it's said the that. unit that could get ACLs and ankles blown up on both backs. Uh, it's the one that protects Bryce our Heisman winner. And, yes, uh, yeah. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. It's just it's, it, the whole operation hinges on the offensive line. And what I hope doesn't happen is they start playing great and we're throwing a four-yard button hook when it's third and 11 when we're down by eight. The Bill O'Brien experience, ladies and gentlemen. Bill O'Brien is the Kellen Mond of offensive coordinators. (laughs) You're going to be saying that at the end of the year. I hope you're right. I really want you to be right. I also want Joe Brady to get fired midway through the season, just like Bill O'Brien does. I don't know that we want Joe Brady. It's a perfect marriage. You know I love rumors. Yeah, we really don't want the guy who made Joe freaking Burrow. Everybody always says he doesn't recruit. That's the whole thing. And Bill O'Brien recruits? Yeah. Hmm. Bill O'Brien, absolutely. Mm. Okay. Oh, no, you better believe our offensive coordinators recruit. Always. I hope so. What do you think? We've got two top ten quarterbacks. Who do you think was recruiting them in this class? Coach Saban. <laughs> That's Bill O'Brien, baby. Dan Enos. Uh, let's, you know what? Here. it's it, We're at 52 minutes. Yeah, well, there's no way we're keeping these at 40 minutes every week. I'm trying. I don't I'm trying. want to. I, I, I'm okay going longer. I know you are. We're going to lose listeners. It's all about the first the first ten minutes. That's where the numbers come in. <laughs> that's just some local news talk. I don't think that's true. Anymore. In local news, it is. Uh, you just gotta hit that first fifteen minutes. Then after that, you can do whatever you want. It's sweeps month. Uh, Isn't yeah. this a sweeps month? Like, like the lesser one. That's always the big joke that I do with news people. Well, it's true. It oh my god, is it a sweet mo- sweeps month? Yeah, it's a sweeps month this month. It is. Well, what we is better work sixty five hours to make sixteen dollars the entire month. Oh, boy. Anyway, glad you're out of that life. I am too. Hey, ABC thirty three forty. Thanks for nothing. How's that? <laughs> he can't say uh, it. I will. He can say it. You ruined everything for multiple years. Thank mm. you for taking away happiness and joy. I get to watch football again. That's fun. James Spann excluded from this conversation. Live long and prosper, King. All right, your least favorite Alabama entity ever. Go. Alabama football or football state of Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not the state of Alabama. That's a way different discussion. Entity. I, I what do you mean say, by that? Uh, I so a player coach, player coach, or personality like Harvey Updike. I mean, I guess I have to say Dan Enos. Where's Dan is an incredible story. Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody that just left the the most sour taste in my mouth, because I'm never going to hate an 18 to 22 year old as much as I hate a grown man being an idiot. And Dan Enos is was an idiot squarely, in, and or it's either that or I mean, it'd be you know like. Callaway, Eddie Williams, that's oh. that's a little too easy. So I'll I'll go Dan Enos, Deron Carter. I'll go Dan, and I was so excited when we got Dan Enos. We all were. We all were. Uh oh gosh, because it was like the first time we'd had like a dedicated quarterbacks coach. It's like wow, we get a dedicated quarterbacks coach right when we get Hurts and Tua. That's gonna be amazing. And then, and then Gaddis, bro. Gaddis was yeah. Gattis that's just was a rough. one-two punch. Yeah. Uh, Brian Dable, I love. Uh, I hate it at the time. Maybe I do have a thing with offensive coordinators. You, you do. Might, you might be yeah, absolutely. He's the head coach of the I just, Giants I, dude, now. I, I just, I just hate offense. He's an NFL. He's the he t- he nearly took your Bills to the Super Bowl last year. Oh, that's a new thing Josh uh, that's Allen happened in the last two years. Uh, that is you, not my, my co in the my last co two years. no my co host no what I'm saying what I'm saying years. what I'm saying is is that my co host Patrick Norwood is right now sitting in this chair. More of an NFL fan than he ever has been on this podcast. That's true. He has a team. You have a team. The team is good. I've always had a team. Okay, he my, has a team. My entire life. Exactly. He has a team. The team is here's, good. All right, here's the story. Here's the story. Because this this is a safe spot where I can say this and people can actually... Because people at work right now just assume, oh, he just grew up a Bills fan. No. No. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. Uh, it was... A, a, a huge part of this goes to, out to my coworker, Brian Wilson. Another part of this goes out to dear friend, uh, Stephen Amico. Uh, both of them, fantastic people. Both of them, massive Bills fans. Both of them convincing me, hey, this isn't a bad team to watch if you just want to try and get into the NFL. They're the only two that really pitched that. That is I like ingredient number one for this. Ingredient number two is that my wife's family, all big Jets-Giants fans. 
So father-in-law, sister-in-law, big Giants fans, brother-in-law, mother-in-law, big Jets fans, okay? And I told them, hey, like right after we got married, I'm here for the taking. I like the Titans. I don't love the Titans. Titans kind of ripped my heart out when I was a kid. I'm not really over it. I don't think I ever will be. My Titans will always be Eddie George and Steve McNair, and that's not happening. Okay? We got Derrick Henry, and that's great, and I'll always root for Derrick Henry 100% of the time, every single time, even if he's playing my beloved Buffalo Bills. But I told them I'm here for the taking. You got to recruit me, though. And uh, no one cared. No one said well, anything. you did enter probably in the worst era of New York football ever. Uh, that is not my problem. It's man. not your problem. And New York football And is if doing... you had picked the Jets, this would have been really hard. This friendship would have been really hard. You, you're testing the waters with the Bills because that's my second favorite team in the AFC East, and that's not saying anything at all. By the way... Um, that me saying the New, New me York say, me saying the Bills is my um is my second favorite team in the AFC East is like me saying, I mean I guess out of LSU Auburn and Tennessee I like LSU the best. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but I understand it. Yes. Uh, it's not the worst era of New York football ever. The Bills are doing fantastic, and they're in New York. Yeah, I meant NYC. No, I know. And, and also, both of them are in East Rutherford. That's it. not yeah, even they New don't York play anyway. in New York. Yeah. Uh, neither of them did that. So, to spite them, that was ingredient number two. Ingredient number three has to do with a five-team parlay that paid for gas on the way home from Franklin one time, uh, where Josh Allen valiantly led the team down the field, and I turned to my wife and said, "If this happens, it pays for gas, and I'm a Bills fan." And I understand these things, and you've told me this, and I know they're all, and I know you didn't take me into consideration when you did this, and that is okay, not really, but it is. Um, Buddy, I'm not cheering for the Dolphins. What I won't do it. What I'm what I'm saying is, I could have all the best reasons in the world, but if I showed up to your house in a Blackhawks shirt, that's you wouldn't love different. it. That's way. Different. You wouldn't love it. That's way. It different. isn't. It absolutely is, and you don't know what you're talking about, and that's why I'm not getting mad. I'm trying to pick somebody, and I just literally googled uh, NHL standings because <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody, and I saw like, that they were in the same division. Like, let me help you, like uh, Winnipeg Jets. That's Jets better. or, yeah, or Red Wings sense. or something like that. Red Wings, way different. That's like you showing up in a Tennessee jersey. But I wouldn't have known. I have no idea. I don't know hockey. Right? You didn't know. Right, no, stop. Stop. Don't disparage it that much. I know much less about hockey than you do about the <laughs> AFC East. And you know this to be true. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. But it's it's not like I I did it to spite you like I did my family. What I'm saying is no. What I'm saying if I didn't I might not have done it to spite you. I might have just been like, yeah, I just found out my dad roots for the Red Wings and showed up in a Red Wings shirt. Yeah, but that's not what happened here. They won me money. Okay, fine. The Red Wings won me money, and I unbeknownst no, but that, to you, but that wouldn't even happen because they suck so bad. Uh they're like the hockey team. No. What what jersey is Dr. Cox always wearing in scrubs? Yes, and what is Dr. Cox but an asshole? He's a, the best character on that show. You, you should have gone with Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is the best representation that of is Detroit good hockey one. ever. That is, a, that is another good one. Won't live Cordy Howe. I, I do love Cordy Howe. Hey, let's go Canes. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Sound the hole. That's, no, no. That's, that's, that's another podcast. That might be an off-season pod. No, th- see, th- actually, you don't get to say shit. I moved here. <laughs> I moved here and rooted for the first hockey team in the first hockey town no, I ever lived in. And what in. did I tell you? I said I would just be happy you're watching hockey. And what have you not done? I went to two hockey games. You went to two hockey games. I pushed a girl on the ice at a hockey game. A girl you're no longer... <laughs> girl, you're the no last longer girl I went on a date with before MC. Yeah. Did you lose your wallet? Was that one? Well, that was yeah, it was but right yeah, before the first yeah, date. Was, that'd be a good that'd be a good story. Uh, the my first date with Morgan. I didn't think we were gonna name drop on this podcast. I didn't say her last name. What if she listens? Ah, shoot. She heard about the rebrand. Shout out Morgan. Shout out Morgan. Had a couple fun dates and just fizzled out. Not super fun though. By fizzled out, I mean I went on a date with MC and stopped texting Morgan. Yep. Well, you gave her a concussion on a sheet of ice in Raleigh, North Carolina. So maybe it's a little bit on you. Jade started figure skating. She did. Speaking of falling on the ice. Speaking of falling on the ice and, and hurting she, yourself. She broke her uh, something, wrist. She fractured her wrist, and you immediately grabbed it. She told you, I hurt my wrist at ice skating today, and you just reached over and grabbed it. I Now on the podcast, I want I know it was like not smart, but we talk about it like it was like this really no, no, shitty, I, I, like mean-spirited thing I did. I know, but I don't like this one, so I'm going to explain myself. So... I did grab it gingerly because I've hurt my wrist before, and I grabbed it with my index finger and my thumb, and I pinched it in the middle, 
and she said, ow, and I went, oh, yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, you did. I was testing, like, did, you, she, did she bruise it? Oh, no, that might be broken. She hadn't been to the doctor yet when that happened. She had not. She had not been to Couldn't the doctor get yet. get the doctor. That's what happened. And so I was just seeing what the pain tolerance was, and it was zero. It was zero. It was actually And negative. I did feel bad, because I'm not a doctor, and I shouldn't no, have tested the pain tolerance. Of course but, not. But, you know. It was a very weird I afternoon. I have broken a lot of bones, so a I was A man like, with a boa constrictor had just walked down the street, and I was just very stressed about everything. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Reed and Lizzie were here. And then, then we went and got ice cream, yes. What is that place called? Uh, that was Simon Says Dip This. We've got uh, two more places we want to try in downtown Durham. Simon Says Dip This, a proud sponsor of Pat's Interference Podcast. Ooh, Parlor's not going to be happy about that. Parlor's, or, Parlor's next week's sponsor. Don't worry about it. There's like three new places we want to try. Who could who could we who could we get in downtown Durham to sponsor? The Jenny's. We're trying Jenny's, and there's a new one too that just opened. I don't remember the name. Jenny. All right, we need we need to focus back up. Um, I was gonna try and get Jade out here to talk about her ice skating experience, but she's clearly just chucked her phone away and not worried about it. That's fair. We're gonna go watch Breaking Bad. I think we are gonna go watch Breaking Bad. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to this episode of Pat's Interference. Like I said, we're back. It's gonna be a fun season. Uh, and next week we're going to do our season preview. We'll get Jade on that episode. That'll yeah, be we'll, we'll bring Jade on. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, next week, our season previews are always really long, so it'll probably even be a little bit longer than it'll this be a one. a little bit longer. And I like doing it for a long time. Hey, nothing like doing this with your best friend in the whole world. The whole world, baby. Enjoy the smooth jazz, anyway.